This Brewery Pro Trade Show podcast was recorded at the Bintani Trade Day held on 24 February 2023. In this panel conversation, Phil Meddings from Bintani talks about their sustainability certification and how Bintani and its partners have worked with Certified Sustainable to reduce the carbon footprint created by malt. And they are on the cusp of creating a low carbon malt for the industry. This story starts as one where like minds meet over a beer and solve global problems, something we can all relate to. The topic gets a bit technical, but we hope that you bear with it as it's something that we know all breweries are gonna be looking at into the future. The last uh, talk we've got is, is a one that we're very passionate about. Um, I'll give a little story first. Uh, we met the Certified... Well, sorry, before I talk about how we met Certified Sustainable, we haven't, I don't think, talked much about Bintani's sustainability program, and I'm not going to talk about it now. It'll sort of... Um, this, you know, you, you'll, you'll hear about it or learn about it over time, but it is just enough to know that there's a dedicated group in the company here working on ways of, um, of uh, incorporating sustainability into all of the products we sell and the way we do it. Clearly, malt is a big part of that, and um, we were in the US last year at the CBC, and before we went to the CBC, drinking beers at Russian River, ran into Hamish from Rocky Ridge. Callum was over there, uh, and it sparked a conversation about um, malt. And one of the largest contributors to, a, the, to you know, the carbon footprint of a pint of beer is the malt. Um, and specifically the, uh, the way the malt's grown and, and, and the, and the fertiliser and that sort of thing. So Hamish from Rocky Ridge uh, has a mate who's uh, been growing low-carbon barley for 15 years and um, was frustrated about uh, uh, not being able to sort of access that barley and, and, and get malt out of it. And a conversation over a few beers turned into an introduction to, to Ash and the crew from Certified Sustainable, uh, and that was... Um, well, not even 12 months ago, and there's been heaps of ground covered um, and, and hopefully not stealing any thunder to say we're on the cusp of, um, of having a really low-carbon um, malt uh, available to everybody, uh, and it's been a really coordinated uh, team effort from, um, from multiple parties, Bintani, Joe White, and Certified Sustainable, and I'd like to introduce Ash and Marg. Uh, Marg, I'm not sure if you're coming up or not, but... Uh, um, uh, to talk about um, on Kyle uh, to talk about uh, to talk about the barley and um, and what Certified Sustainable are doing. Welcome. Cheers, buddy. What a great spot to have. It's pretty cliche, isn't it? You go to your end of the day and everyone's pretty knackered. And we're going to be talking about certifications, which um, to most people, if I'm at a barbecue, you, you run the other way. So. <laughs> We'll try and spice it up, but we've got a couple guests here to do that as well. Um, and a really big way to kill the party is actually reading this statement, but trust me, it gets better. Um, but we're an independent certification group driven by a mission to guide, promote, and connect sustainable practices and choices across all industries. So that's what we do as a certification organisation. Um, the principal purpose behind the establishment is to protect the natural environment and, importantly, sustainable development. They need to go hand in hand. And what we actually do, and I'm going to circle back to this in a second, right, before you fall asleep, but it does, it's, this is super important. We actually bring credibility to 
um, the certification process through trust and confidence, because it's a major challenge in the industry. Um, and you might have heard the word greenwashing, okay? And how we do that is that we are a not-for-profit, it's, it's all within our structure, we're a not-for-profit organisation. Um, all audits, so when we go out and check what you, you guys are doing, I'm sorry, not you guys, hopefully soon you guys, um, but we actually do that um, independently through an organisation called ACO, and they've done a lot of work in organics. And the third one is our standard, which is the guideline, is administered by Deakin University. So it means we can't get in there and fiddle around with it to suit our needs. So you got that? So it's all about credibility. Who are we? So my name's Ash, uh, I'm the MD, and really all I do is try to spread the word. Um, and to this, uh, Phil sort of led in really strongly um, where we want to get to really is talking about the barley. So allow me to sort of try and explain what's going on around certifications and sustainability, and then we get to the barley. So we've got Marg Will, who's our QA manager, and she really is the brains, or a lot of the genius behind where the certification is now. And Marg's come down from um, Brisbane to sort of join us. And the, uh, the main act really is Kyle Pearce at the end here. So Kyle's a, a Victorian farmer who farms within the um, certified sustainable uh, structure. So um, I'll be throwing to them very shortly to sort of elaborate on what they do. Don't know what... Um, so just by way of background, we're a brand you haven't seen before, no doubt, or you might have just seen us pop up with a few things and that'll come out a bit later. But um, we've been around for a while, so what I've actually been a part of is a rebranding and a restructuring, so now we're just ready to go, we're at the gate. But we go way back to 2014 when a bunch of forward-thinking farmers were brought together by their frustrations around conventional farming. Marg, how do you describe these guys? Um, they self-describe themselves as the less crazy of the crazies. Yeah. So, so they're, oh, they're pretty innovative farmers from around Australia in the grain sphere who set this up. And they are, Kyle's one of them, and they want to do better for all of us. Yeah, and, and a big driver of that was doing better is about how do they make the soil better? More microbes, more, more richness to it, more quality. Um, how do they improve the ecosystem around their farm? How do they improve profitability? Because sustainability is a lot about profitability and, and longevity. So their costs were going up, and Kyle will elaborate a bit more on this, costs going up through all the sprays and bits and pieces. And this is a bit madness. My soil's not going that well. So they're more susceptible to climate. They're more susceptible to drought in the extremes. So they're going, hey, what, what can we do better? And these amazing guys captured years of learning into a standard. It's called a producer standard. And, um, and that's the foundation of certified sustainable. And then, thanks to the farmers, Marg has led the way by taking that standard and extending it into processing and services. And that captures the market. So producer standard's all about the ground and what Kyle does. Processing's a lot to, you know, the breweries, you process the ingredients, and the third part's services. So things that may not have tangibles associated to it. So that's the gift from the farmers. So what is sustainability? Um, it's a big question. Try and capture it in about 30 seconds. But it's, it is more than buying carbon credits. It is more than going paperless. It's more than consuming less and recycling. It's actually a holistic system of continuous improvement. And that continuous improvement is about doing better, better standards, better systems, 
more rigorous processes and adherence to an acronym you might hear more of, or if you haven't heard already, it's ESG, Environment, Social and Governance. So that is true sustainability. And I'll hand it to what Phil said before, is that we've been talking to Bintani for 12 months and had, like, if I go back to these points here, Bintani said we're not about buying carbon credits, we're not about going... Like, these are all good things to do, but we want a bigger picture, we want this embedded in our business, and we want to be measured on outcomes. So the, the organisations we talk to are very driven by the outcome, as opposed to, let's call it a quick fix. Um, so what's happening in the market? I think you guys are probably seeing it, um, particularly in the brewing industry, is there's a lot of change and there's a lot of talk about sustainability. The major retailers are asking you, what are you doing about it? So now's the time to get on the front foot if you haven't already. Um, and a lot of that, in this, and a lot of this is to do with my opinion, um, sort of nudging my age up a little bit, and um, and being involved in in, I guess, in the history in the past in brewing and in retail before that, is um, over the last two or three years we've seen a seismic change, three or four years, we've, and and four or five years ago it was just a bit sluggish, it was slow in terms of people really trying to do better and the stakeholders requesting it. So we've seen a huge change in three years and I've attributed that a lot to the market, the consumer, the consumer's changing. Um, to go into these sort of marketing brands, you've got Gen, uh, was it Gen Z, millennials. These guys and girls are now up to 40 years old. So irrespective of what government does, organisations are responding because that's their target market. They've got the highest spending power, they're more influential, um, they're not targeting the 50-year-olds, the 20-year-olds, sure, but really it's about that, that, that real sweet spot in the 35 up to sort of 40. So, so, so the government has been really sl slow, and I think particularly through the 10s, um, there's all this infighting, but what you've seen is organisations getting on the front foot because they're going, we, we want our business to thrive. And so you're seeing all these changes, yeah, companies, consumers on social media protesting. It can get a bit noisy, but this is not going to stop because the consumer's changed. So it's not stopping. For us, I guess, a bit older, it it's, can be confrontational depending who you talk to, but it's actually really positive change. And so from where we sit, obviously this is our, you know, we're, we're taking charge of this certification, but um, now's the time to act, if you haven't. Um, we're going to get to the barley in a second here. I'll, I'll try and race through this. But really, um, certifications are about global tr about trust. So organisations are making claims, um, which is great. And a lot of it's really true all the way through in terms of what you're doing. But we're now seeing the rise of greenwashing. And it's a natural occurrence because you can get mileage out of making these claims but not actually following through on it. It's quite easy to do if no one's looking under your bonnet. So greenwashing, but the, but the emerging, you know, the, the consumer or the public or the, the investor, they're becoming a bit more wise to it. And so there's higher risk if you don't um, start validating your claims. And that's where uh, strong certifications, which I'll circle back to my first boring page, is sort of how we've structured our organisation, is to be truly independent, strong and credible. Um, Marg... Have you, you wrote something on the ACCC and what's going on there. I think you might find this interesting because there is change happening in regulations. 
Yeah, so we saw two actions from the ACCC last year, or ASIC and ACCC, around people who made claims in their um, annual reporting, their company reports. And we're also seeing, um, at the moment, Danone, who own the brand Evian Water, uh, they currently had a lawsuit issued against them because they made a claim of sustainability on their plastic Evian bottles. And they made that claim because they genuinely believed they'd offset their emissions by buying carbon credits. And, you know, that's lovely, but then someone actually worked out it was going to take 25 years of buying those carbon credits before they actually negated the issues of that plastic bottle and the emissions it made. So what we're seeing now are some very real legal cases happening around the world around if you make a claim to sustainability, you need to be able to back it up, whether that's through certification, which obviously we're here to flog, yes, <laughs> but also around, um, you know, not just buying carbon credits and, and not just getting the cheapest carbon credits you can get from Kazakhstan, but and or paying expensive for ACUs here, but it's around actually doing better, reducing, measuring and reducing your emissions in-house and working out what can be done better. And um, it's been a pleasure to meet and work with Bintani and thank you for the opportunity today to be here because to see an organisation that's actually really grabbed this sustainability and can see where this is going and actually have enacted already very real change within the organisation is a real pleasure. Yep, and I agree. So Marg's working on a project. I mean, this is being an ongoing project. Um, it's broader than the barley, but I guess I might just speed through this because we have touched on what we measure in terms of our standard around ESG, environment, social and governance. It's built into our, our measurement. We do look at all factors, all sectors of the market with what we do. Um, and we incorporate the sustainable development goals into, the, um, into how we measure companies, which is a real benefit for bigger organisations and how they report to their shareholders um, and the market. So I've talked about the benefits. I think they're pretty clear, but this is where I think it gets exciting. I'm not sure how I can articulate this well. I'll do my best. Saving the planet really does come from the ground up. It's a big call, but there's so much truth in it. And agriculture does provide a solution to one of the big global problems, particularly um, around uh, emissions. And, and where you're actually looking at um, Kyle, <laughs> not me, um, but Kyle's a farmer who farms within our system, who is literally at the forefront of what's going on in the, in the farming industry around um, farming better, but it's delivering outcomes that's better for the product, but also better for the planet in terms of emissions. So agriculture has a huge part to play and it's all sitting there in the soil. So what we're going to talk about here is more about, I guess, an outcome of Kyle's actions around the emissions and we're not even talking about carbon sequestration yet because of the quality of the soil. That's more work we've got to do to come back next year and give you some more information. All right, so Kyle, I'm going to throw it over to you, mate, um, and try and guide you through it. But what, what this chart here shows is, um, and it's a visual one about... Uh, the glyphosate or the sprays that um, Kyle would use, well, we measure the glyphosate to be certified sustainable, so the, the residues of the chemicals on the grain. And to pass certified sustainable, you need to be here where conventional's up here. And a lot, feed, a lot of Kyle's actions feed into that, include, and I'll let you explain about low tilling, maybe increased cover cropping, etc. 
but Kyle's done a lot of work over the years to improve his farm. Kyle, did you want to talk? Did you, what, what, can you name some kind of... Uh, what, what have you done over the years to sort of improve the soil health of, um, of your farm that's delivering the grain that, they, that Bintani are looking to buy? Thanks, Ash. So, yeah, we're not, we're not organic. We don't, we don't make that claim at all, but... Um, Things like glyphosate residue, we still do use glyphosate on our farm, we use it, we use it a fair bit, but when we apply glyphosate, um, not a lot of that chemical gets into the plant to, to kill it. Um, some research sort of talks about, you know, around 17% of the, of the active ingredient actually gets into the plant. So we've put a lot of time and effort into working out how we can improve that efficiency so that we can use less chemical. Um, and a lot of work and a lot of research has, has gone into that, so uh, mm. rather than having to go out with, with this much glyphosate to go kill all their weeds, we can go out with this much and, and do a better job. Um, yeah. So it, it's things like that, Ash, that, that we're really trying hard to do so that we don't end up with all this crap in our food production system. Yeah. Did you want to... And I was also too, um, what happened a couple of years back is we tested the methodology that farmers like Kyle are using for grain production, cereal grains, and with the University of Queensland and with, through Oz Industry and CSIRO, we've yeah, got that slide. Yep. yep. And what happened is it's 80% less greenhouse gas emissions, farming like how Carl does his grain. That's massive. That is something that's very tangible. I've been in the organic industry for over 20 years now. Organic can only claim 30% less greenhouse gas emissions on conventional. Certified sustainable growers are doing 80% less. It's all around what this particular, when it becomes a malt, that it gives you that low carbon malt available to use, which Bintani will have in stock shortly. Once your grain turns into malt. Yeah. Uh, so the same thing with uh, fertilising. The easiest thing to do, the, the easiest thing that covers a multitude of sins is nitrogen. If you chuck out a heap of nitrogen on your barley, you just grow a heap of barley and it's, and it's awesome. Um, we use very little nitrogen, but what we do use is, is a heap of other trace elements. So we really try and balance out the, the plant's diet to, to produce a really healthy, uh, robust plant. So... Um, yep. Yeah, a lot less nitrogen, a lot less phosphorus, but more things like sulphur and calcium and magnesium and molybdenum and, and there are a lot of other things that we, that we put in instead. So yep. a lot of measuring, a lot of testing. So this has taken years of tried and, trusted, t- tried and tested um, processes to deliver, um, uh, I guess, a, a, an approach that Kyle's adopted. So Kyle wasn't one of the first farmers, but came into the system um, a little bit a little bit after. Um, so that barley is now um, sitting with bought malt. So it's, quick, it's, a, it's a pretty exciting um, period for, for uh, particularly Kyle and, and Bintani to bring this product to market. Um, in addition to, have you heard of the term regenerative farmers, regenerative farming? Yeah. So that's a, it's a, it's a it's a real, I think it's a pretty sexy word in farming circles and even in marketing circles. Um, that's what these guys are and were. They don't like using the term though because it's sort of when, you, when you're doing it 10 or 20 years ago and you see the, the new shinies come along, which I don't mind, I think it's great to, to sort of raise the bar or the profile, but um, essentially what Kyle's doing is about regenerating that soil um, 
through, I guess, careful farming and, and what you use and how you till as well. Typically lower tilling than conventional. Um, increased ground cover to sort of help the soil and the microbes um, develop. So it gives us that rich, yeah, the rich soil. I'm talking like a farmer, aren't I? But the amount of time, we actually went out onto the farm with the Bintani guys too, which is actually amazing. You actually go around, you grab the soil, you see the, the health of it. Um, so it's quite awesome to see. But really, in terms of impact on, on some of those bigger questions, 80% lower emissions absolutely been tested by University of Queensland across multiple cases. Um, so there's, there's so much of excitement around this space to um, pass that on to the breweries, which actually lowers your scope three emissions, which one day will, will definitely help your position and how you go to the market. All right. All right. Um, we're standing in the way of beer. Thanks. Um, that is true, actually, about standing in the way of beer. And I do want to just sort of um, tie things together. Um, we've talked a little bit about, about the low-carbon malt that will be available, which is just brilliant news. We were worried about it for a little while there with the, the rain that came through, but, um, but it's looking really good. So um, basically, to sort of summarise, we're working with Certified Sustainable. Bintani has a certification, um, but we're, we're going a lot broader than that. That's an ongoing project. It's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not a boasting point. It's a, it's a, uh, a partnership to change. Um, the barley is real. Um, having seen a few of the farms and seen the guys that have been working on the properties for 15 years to compact the soil less, to buy tractors that have wider, um, what do you call it, axles, <laughs> less, <laughs> less, less compaction, driving the same tram tracks the whole time, crop rotations over seven years, introducing nitrogen and breaking up the soil through that sort of thing, it's real. And um, it's taken time, but it's actually, uh, as, as the guys have said, dramatic reduction in, um, in inputs. And we should have an East Coast and a West Coast um, low-carbon barley available uh, when the crop's gone through dormancy, um, so probably April, May this, this year. And Thanks. if, I, if mm. I can say, if you're going to buy this grain, which we, we, we encourage, um, and we're, we're really excited to see how it performs, but you're more than welcome to give us a call to discuss more about it, what you're actually brewing, so we can help you with your story, okay? So that's what we're here for. We're here to actually help spread the word, inform, educate, promote, connect the dots. Um, so, you know, if you get on board and support Bintani with this amazing thing that's really, from what we see already, it's going to have a pretty broad penetration over time, you guys will be first movers. Thanks very much, guys. Great no to worries. see you. Um, and, uh, yes, thanks. Thank you to everyone at home, at work and on the go for listening to this Brewery Pro podcast. If you enjoyed this content, we would appreciate it if you could rate and review the podcast in your app of choice. This helps listeners in the brewing industry find the show organically. If you have any questions, comments or episode ideas or just want to get involved, head to our website, brewsnews.com.au. We love hearing from you all.